Welcome here to Scandinavian Tennis Podcast. My name is Rune Thompson. And my name is Linus Eriksson. Here we will talk you through this week's most interesting happenings on the tennis tours. Vamos, let's go! It's uh, another uh, episode of the Scandinavian Tennis Podcast and uh, it's a little different episode this time because we will start with uh, the first half of the episode uh, here and now and it's Thursday. Uh, It's Thursday when we record this and then we will do some uh, chat about the results later on. But uh, Rune, we will uh, will discuss a little bit about the upcoming Billie Jean King Cup. We will talk about um, the uh, Swedish Championship for the Juniors and Norwegian Championship. And uh, it's another championship as well, right? Which one is it? Yeah, Danish. Danish, of Danish course. Championship, of course. And uh, yeah, we will talk about some, some different stuff that will happen uh, later on this week and next week as well. Uh, but first of and all, uh, yeah. First of all, we have to say, I think it's exactly now, one year ago, when we recorded the first episode. I think ah. that has to be mentioned, of course. We have been very consistent. Linus, I know you have been doing a great effort to make it almost every week. And I know and I hope you will try again even uh, the same in the future. It's been a pleasure. And for me, personally, it has been so great to do this. I like it, uh, even that I cause you some stress sometimes <laughs> and I cause you some uh, uh, headache maybe also. But for me, it's been very good. And mm-hmm. I think that uh, even if we stop this, I would just record stuff myself, just talking about cities and not publish it at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's always a lot of fun talking. And uh, it's... it's um... It's sometimes not easy to keep up with your consistency, Rune. But uh, for sure, we we have done. Uh, I think we have published something every week. I think it maybe except for one week, wasn't it? No, was it? Yeah, yeah. we did. A, I think we did a double uh, double yeah, episode up up for Christmas, or otherwise it was New Year. One of them. But it's it's understandable, and people also have to have holidays from from time to time. Even that, I'm not a big fan of holidays. <laughs> have you <laughs> had Have you had a holiday the last couple of years? I don't really see it as holidays, but may, maybe I had a day where I didn't work, but then I was still doing something with things. We will, I don't know. You still look some results. Yeah. yeah it, it, uh, of course. Of course, I would do that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Rune, which one, which topic would you like to start with here? No, I think that it's uh, very good to start with uh, always the what happening or is happening right now. And I think that's uh, the junior championships throughout the, the three con- uh, Scandinavian countries. And I think I will not because some of them are very young. Uh, so we will not mention all the winners or whatever. But I can just say that the Norwegian championship has been played and it's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's finished already. Uh, they in Norway they really like to have the Easter holidays uh, for the family, so they have to finish up before that. Where in Denmark and Sweden it's not as holy, so they can still play tennis there and uh, use uh, Easter days. So that's quite of interesting. Maybe a little bit of different culture and mentality how you see, uh, yeah, prioritize life and and tennis. Yeah. So they yeah. played under under 14 and under 12 in Stavanger, and they played under 16 and under 19 in uh, pa- Paradise in Bergen. And it's also very interesting to see there, they have this under 12 tournament where they play with green balls, and they only play with the uh, matches first to four. Mm-hmm. So that's very reduced. Okay. And I think it's also because they want to announce a winner, but due to the uh, Bernepolitik 
in Norway, the children uh, politic, you cannot really announce an official winner of under 12 because in Norwegian rules is said that uh, there cannot be any uh, selections for, for under 12 kids in any sport. Okay. So that's why. So okay. it's it's a little bit different, and I mean, in in under twelve format, they play so many matches. First is group stage, and even if you're last in the group, you still get round robin and round robin. So you get like enormous amount of matches, which is good. But of course, it's not a elite tournament, or it's not a high performance tournament. It's more like a yeah a recreational tournament, you can say. Okay. 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 Uh, but it's still called the championship. No, they call it landsturnering. So it's not a inim. It uh, just called landsturnering. Okay. And then it, they have this. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's almost like in Sweden with the uh, youngest age group as well, where they call it Orkis Ekta Hörnekaka. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But but I don't know if Sweden. Maybe you know that if they have rules about under twelve uh, elite uh, sport. Yeah, they have the Riksidrottsförbundet. Uh, okay. That's why we don't have uh, national teams under 12. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, no, so it's it is actually, it's actually not the federation's decision. No, no, I know, I know. It's yeah. it's the uh, Department of Culture or Department of Sport. Yeah. Or, yes. No, no, so only only in Denmark you are allowed to be announced uh, champions of the na- nation under 12 okay. and send out uh, Winter Cups and Summer Cups teams. Interesting. What's your opinion about that? Yeah, I mean, now I grew up with this uh, format. So for me, when when I lived in Norway, it was quite kind of strange because mm. I don't feel that it, the dropout for for sport and elite tennis is any different. And I saw equal crazy parents in in Norway as I saw in Denmark. So I think it it doesn't make a big difference if I have to be honest from my personal experience. Uh, uh, but I guess the the Norwegian government and the Swedish government they have done some research that shows a difference otherwise they would not have this rule I guess but from my perspective it was the same I mean even uh, 10 years old uh, boys and girls in Norway they were also like uh, fully focused on, on on playing tennis and with parents in the corner and all this kind of stuff okay 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 yeah uh, all right, and th- and then one more thing you can say to to Norway that uh, at least Denmark doesn't have and Sweden doesn't have either. It is that they their oldest uh, age category is under nineteen, which is a little bit weird because there's no under nineteen category in international tennis. But for them, they do it, and I think I have said it before. They do it because they have this high school system where people can go into sports high school and then they can graduate and and they only finish high school when they're 19. So that means it makes sense for them to still play uh, some kind of national uh, groups there. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, it, it, is, is it often like, uh, how do you say, uh, full draws like uh, in those ages, like 19? Uh, or is it just no, a couple I... of participants? Because in, no, in Sweden, exactly. when it's like a 20, under 21, yes. it's like, yeah. yeah almost no, no, it is. No, no. I think it, the, the ones that are playing are the ones that are still uh, trying with the tennis to go college. I think if you are good enough and you play professional or you are high rank on the ITF uh, transition, I think you you don't play. Like like you said, with the under 21 in, in Sweden, where mm-hmm. I think that uh, there's nobody there with, uh, with ranking points, uh, ATP. Okay. Of WVT, I yeah. think so. I di- mm. I didn't uh, I, I didn't check the the draw, but we can see here uh, in Sweden uh, under under twenty one, highest ranked player is Samuel Rubai in the in the boys or in the men's. 
and Ole Nordtrop is sitting uh, two. And for the women's, it is Clarissa Blomqvist and Tilde Jäger. And I guess none of them, maybe uh, Clarissa or, or Tilde could have uh, one, one point. But besides that, I guess it's, it's people that are aiming for college. Yeah, yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I would say, yeah, to the Swedish, I also think it's, and also with the Danish, they have the same uh, tra- tradition, more or less. They get everything together in a big club. In Sweden, it's uh, GLTK. And in Denmark, mm. it's Hossam Rungsted. And I actually think if I go to Danish kids or Swedish kids, that it's not like traveling, but playing good uh, national level, I think they will say this is the highlight of the year because everybody's together and the whole mm. club goes as a like a, a trip. Yeah. So I think these events are very, very, um, uh, very beneficial for Danish and Swedish and also Norwegian tennis uh, to make it, uh, yeah, uh, tennis grow and to make uh, the kids and young people uh, develop in, in an environment where they like it. Because I think for mo- many of the kids, even the oldest one, I think coming there to the venue and playing table tennis and uh, table football and hanging out with each other is almost equally important as winning tennis matches. Mm. So I think the social part where everybody is, is gathered together is, is very important. And I th- hope that the federations in each country can keep working on uh, on this task so it will go on for, for many years from now. But I think, uh, now I don't know how it is in Denmark, but I think uh, like Salk Open is almost the same and uh, Bosta Tennis is, is the same in Bostad. Uh, I think G- uh, Swedish Championship Outdoor sometimes is on different places, but we, we have two, three uh, tournaments like that. Uh, almost similar, I would say. True, true. Yeah, yeah. and and Norway has it out now in Faulkner Park with yeah. the NM week. So, so for sure there is there is. But I think these uh, these venues are very very important for our national junior players in general. I agree. I agree. Uh, all right, and uh, we don't need to to talk about who we think will go furthest, right? Uh, so we move. No. We move on, yes. But yeah. I, I, we, of course, we can congratulate everybody that participated and everybody that was happy with the results, whether it was winning gold or, mm. or making it through the qualifying. I think that is equal because for me, personally, of course, there's a big honor winning these championships. But for me, it's again, it's like a recreational um, tournament. So, of course, it's important to win. But if we have to be honest, most of the players that participate here, they will probably only have tennis as a hobby for the rest of their life, which is very important. Mm. In the older categories, you, you mean then? Or, or no, also for, also for the young ones. I think no, it's no, very few. For, for 14, there's still hope for professional oh, careers. No, no, of course there's hope, but I think to make it like a big time, it's, it's still very tough. Yeah. But I understand your words. I will not take any hopes or dreams away from anybody. I just say, in general, these tournaments are made more for the social part and for having good memories about your childhood and tennis than being a result oriented, I would say. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I think from 16 and up, maybe. I think from 14, there's still. Uh, but okay, let's leave it like that. <laughs> uh, Billie Jean King Cup is coming up next uh, week as well uh, and all the Scandinavian teams expect for uh, Finland is in group one Finland is in uh, group three right uh, division three uh, and what can we expect from the uh, Scandinavian teams Rune 
It's a very open group. A lot depends on the draw, of course. Uh, it's going to be five, two groups, one with five and one with six. And the, the winner goes up. Uh, and uh, But for a playoff, and the second best team will play a playoff for going up. And then there will be a regulation uh, between the teams that finish uh, uh, three to five. And number six in the other group will go down. So it depends on the draw because we have that many strong nations. I mean, almost all nations has one player in, in top 100 or very close to top 100. Some deep in top 100. So I think it depends uh, if we should mention some names that maybe the listeners know. Uh, Ostapenko is coming. Bonda is coming. Sharif is coming. And Vikic is coming. So that's very good players, of course. Okay, okay. Um, I will and... say what, what I think is that uh, for all the three Scandinavian teams, there is uh, options to go up. Uh, it might be a little bit of a disadvantage that is played on clay in Antalya, where, I mean, mo- first of all, most of our players hasn't really started the outdoor season on clay yet. And also, they will have to uh, play under conditions that is not uh, something they are yeah, used to, both with the clay, but also with the sun and the wind. So, uh, yeah, so we will see. Uh, it will probably be better if it was indoor hardcore for, for our countries, I think. Yeah. and uh, or, with- or it was played later throughout the year. And do you know uh, for uh, the teams uh, uh, in Scandinavia, let's say for uh, Denmark, will Clara play? No? Yes, Clara is selected, so she will play. She will she, play? Yeah, there, there's Clara, Johanna, Rebecca, Natasha and Safina. Uh, so they selected five, where, for example, Norway only selected four players. Who, which ones are there that in Norway? Malene Helly, Ulrike Eigeri, Lili Hoset, Emilie Eldem. And then the Swedish team, as you know, Rebecca Peterson, Kaiser Henneman, Kaiser Renaldo Persson, and Jacqueline Kabayawat. Do you think uh, Miriam Björklund will show up? Mm, of course you nah, don't know, but uh, no, she had no. a huge win against Elise Mertens here the other day. Yes, crazy uh, wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, we will see. She has to, um, yeah, she has to finish her week in Bogota, but I, I guess not. That, that, be will difficult. Be that will be difficult. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes, yes. But of course, if she shows up, Sweden is, is probably the most, uh, how can you say, uh, deep team in, in, the, in the squad. Because yeah, they have uh, two guys. Okay, Serbia also have two, guys, two, two, two women close to top 100. So yeah, it is. But we will see. But it will be interesting to follow. And, and hopefully the Scandinavian teams will, will pop up and, and do well. And hopefully none of them will go down at least. But of course, Norway can get a, a tough... Tough, uh, tough uh, trip because uh, yeah, Malina hasn't been starting the year so good, and uh, they are not so deep. So we will see. Yeah, and uh, but Denmark are not. Are do you think they are uh, like uh, have a better squad in general? Yes. Yes, I think so. I think that I think that uh, they have a, a better st- a squad. Of course, they have a very young young team. So maybe yeah. I mean Clara is is is, <laughs> is the oldest, <laughs> and she's from two thousand and two. So I mean, of course, uh, it's it's very young team. But all of them, at least the one that played, had been trying to play on the highest level of juniors or the highest level of professional. Mm. So I think they they have a better. Um, a more strong uh, lineup than than the Norwegian team, where it's almost only Ulrike that has been playing on the highest level, and that's in in um, 
in doubles. And then, of course, Malina had some experience in, throughout the uh, United Cup, but but most her, most of her, her experience is coming from uh, ITF level. Oh, oh. And uh, it will also be interesting to see if uh, Rebecca Peterson will play both singles and doubles uh, or how uh, Johanna Larsson will... Uh will use their her players yeah. uh, in on the second single and of in course. the doubles. Of course. Yes, because as, as we talked about, I think uh, all of them are very, very, uh, at least Kaisa and uh, Kaisa, they are very close now to each other. So mm-hmm. I think it will be uh, what what uh, Johanna feels on the day probably and also which matchup is uh, is a hit, uh, hit of her. Um, but I think uh, at the moment it's very hard to say who, who should play because normally we will probably say that uh, Henneman is a little bit uh, stronger on the outdoor clay maybe uh, yeah. but again uh, her, her result has not been going her way this last uh, couple of months even that she won a, a 15 in, in, in France yeah I I would yeah exactly I and then probably, they, I would probably go with Ronaldo today, but uh, and then in the doubles, it's also a little difficult to say if if Rebecca Pitchan should probably play. Of course, if she's can if she can play both singles and doubles, and then it's quite equal between Henneman and and Shakira, I think. Yes, it, yes. Because Henneman is higher ranked, but have struggled quite a lot on the doubles as well. So. Um, Oh, but also, it, it also depends. I mean, double is placed, played as, as a last uh, match, so maybe sometimes it will not have any influence on on the match. And then, of course, you will you want to keep the the whole squad going. And sometimes yeah. it's a very important match, and maybe uh, someone played not so good in singles, so she wants to pass uh, because Rebecca hasn't played any doubles this year. I know she's a world class player, so of course it will not have so much influence on her game. But still, it's it's uh, it's interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we should uh, also shortly move uh, over uh, Rune to uh, we uh, if we should uh, make a, a quick wrap up over the first uh, three months that have passed of this year. Uh, how it's January, February, March. How would you? Uh, yeah, what's your comments shortly about the, the our players so far uh, for this season? Yeah, I think that uh, first of all, it's very impressive to see what the boys, the Swedish boys, has been doing on the ITF Junior Tour. That's amazing. Um, uh, I think that uh, they have showed that they have a very strong generation. I know all of them now in Marseille practicing uh, on a camp uh, with Thomas Inquist, and mm. I hope they have a very good time there and they can use each other to push each other, but also mm. to make relations that can help their tennis in in other ways. Uh, then, of course, I have to say that I'm very impressed with the two Finnish guys. Uh, I think Otto Virtanen in, in a couple of uh, weeks uh, or months, depends how much he plays, will go top 100, which is an amazing achievement to have another male player from Scandinavia, uh, from uh, a country where tennis is not <laughs> the first sport going top 100 in such a global sport. Amazing. Uh, I also think we should have to mention, even that it maybe not have given so much rank-wise, I think that uh, mention Miriam Bjorklund's impressive wins over several top 100 uh, players in the last couple of uh, months is, is also uh, worth to mention. And then, of course, we have to uh, to hopefully cross our finger for for Clark Townsend to be back again and fit and be able to uh, contend uh, on her full potential. Um, that that's uh, that's more or less it. Of course, we can also m- mention on a lower level. It's good to see all these junior tournaments that has been held on Scandinavian soil, where many players has been doing well, both in Finland and in Sweden and in Denmark and in Norway. Uh, 
mm. I think that is very good for for our juniors and and the next generation uh, coming up. Mm, mm. I agree. I agree. Uh, and uh, uh, any specific player you would like to mention more or? No, but of course we can say that uh, some players have started the year good and some years have started the year less good, etc. Uh, et depends on the expectation. But I only have one advice for all the players and that is the season is long. So you can always catch up uh, with your tennis. It's just a matter of stay with the nose in the trace and, and keep going because I know maybe a lot of the players would like to have had better results, better mm. game uh, in the first three weeks. But the season is long and everybody knows that has been in tennis that it can change so fast. So yeah. I think, uh, I hope, uh, especially the young ones with, with less experience that haven't had the results they liked, they are still patient and they are still hungry uh, because I feel that if you do the right things, things can and will change. Yeah, it uh, definitely. Should we shortly mention maybe one of the, uh, how do you say, uh, most uh, positive players so far is from the juniors, maybe Bella Bergqvist, our former guest, that have kept winning titles even after our chat, uh, which is quite uh, impressive, I must say. Uh, she has four titles this year so far, uh, and I know you want her to move up level now, so we will see if she will she will do that. Uh, we can maybe also mention... Uh, uh, Fanny Östlund's uh, travel uh, scheduling. She's been to quite interesting places so far uh, this year uh, on her season. She's in uh, Burundi this week uh, and uh, she has been to South Africa, India. Uh, she was to Guadeloupe, uh, Martinique. So interesting scheduling for, for Fanny. Uh, Kulikova from Finland, Finland's uh, top player. I don't know if she is injured or what's up with her. Maybe that's something we should look up uh, until upcoming episodes. She haven't competed for the last two months now. So I, I don't know what's up with her um, at the moment. Carl uh, uh, Freeberg is take, taking it step by step. Uh, Jonathan Merida, a little struggle with the results, but uh, uh, he's uh, he's working on. He's practicing tough and hard, so uh, we, we will see. He keeps uh, working with Pimpim, so maybe we'll see if it will, uh, uh, if he will find the the results uh, this summer. Uh, so that that's a few of the players uh, that we could keep an eye on. And uh, uh, Holmgren, for example, in the doubles, have done quite well, right? Uh, so uh, yeah. That's a little bit, I guess, uh, so far. Of course, and uh, everybody will be mentioned in the future also if they are, yeah, uh, willing to uh, to suffer and and work hard on the on the pro tour or on the junior tour. Um, that that we can guarantee, right, Luis? Uh, absolutely, and Otto Virtanen also with two uh, challenger titles uh, so far this year, uh, worth mentioning. Rune, uh, we you we or you will do a wrap up of the results uh, later on this weekend, and then we will publish this uh, this episode for you listeners. Uh, and uh, after that, we will be back uh, uh, a week later. And until then, uh, everybody keep in touch. And uh, yeah, take care. Until then. Ah!
And then Linus left for Easter holidays, we can say. So now you are stuck with me and the results here. And we are very happy to start out with a result on the highest note of tennis level on the ATP level, where we have a great win for Casper Rod this week in Estoril in Portugal. He Casper has been not having the best start of the year. And then he moves back on clay, where probably his best surface or where he feels most confidence. And then, of course, it's uh, it's amazing uh, way to start the Euro swing with a, a win, uh, even if it's it's just a, a two fifty uh, tournament. I think that helps and that can really uh, capsize his uh, his season and uh, start a momentum uh, where he can yeah push back and defend all his points and maybe even go higher than his current ranking, uh, which is five at the moment. So I think that uh, that was very important. Casper uh, doesn't have so many points to defend in Monte Carlo next week. So if he can do well there, I guess there will be uh, openings for, for him to, uh, to move even closer up. Uh, he has by in the first round and then he's uh, in the same one eight where Diminawa and Andy Murray is also in. So it can be interesting and uh, very positive to see that Casper um, is, is back on track for the play. Um, if we move down one category to the challenger level, again, Patrick Salminen uh, from Finland was doing a, a good run in doubles with his uh, fixed partner, Bart Stevens. They made semifinals in Murcia. One of the matches was win won by Walkover, but still a semi-final with, with help and consolidate uh, Patrick's uh, position around 100 in the world in doubles. Then, for the sixth time this year, Bragas Madras was lifting an ITF 15 trophy. Five now in Antalya and one in Cairo. Very impressive. And uh, it feels like... Uh, Dragos will just keep going and try to make a record, as we talked about in, in other episodes. At the moment, he needs three more to be at the same level and four more to, to be the one with, with most 15 titles in a year, I think. Then we move to the women's, where we had Fanny Östlund in semifinals in doubles in Burundi. Very interesting that Burundi is hosting 25s. For women's this year's two weeks in a row, so they will also play next week, and it's because they have this very promising uh, upcoming uh, girl Sada that is playing uh, on the on the women's tour. So that's very good to to see a country that you are not so much used to see on the calendar hosting uh, tennis tournaments. And actually, there was more uh, Scandinavian players joining besides uh, Fanny Östlund. Also, Devine Vike was in Burundi playing. Then we have semifinals for Unita Sena in M15, in W15 in Monastir uh, in doubles. And I think that uh, Unita is also playing next week in Monastir. That was pro results. We could have asked more, but again, a lot of the, especially the women's, are gathered for uh, Billie Jean Cup that starts on tomorrow, Monday. Uh, so a lot of them has just been preparing, I think, for the clay this week. Uh, and we can say that. We talked a little bit in the previous part of the episode about the the teams, but now it's official that the draw has made it so the three con Scandinavian countries will face each other. So that means we're going to have matches between Denmark and Norway, Denmark and Sweden, and Sweden and Norway. So it would be super interesting to follow and see 
which of the three countries will come out best of that um, combat. It's a very tough group with also Serbia and Croatia and Bulgaria in that group. So I think it will not be a Scandinavian team that will go up. But again, in teams format, everything can happen. We have seen that so many times. Let's move on to the juniors where they also have been playing not so much this week because there has been a lot of uh, juniors competing in the national uh, tournaments or in the national championship that we talked about. So only if a couple has been out competing, but the one that competed did very well. Uh, first of all, we have to mention William Reichmann that did his first final on J2 level or J200 level in Katai in France, normally a very strong clay tournament. William had a rough start on the on the clay uh, this year where he lost two first rounds in Spain, but that didn't uh, yeah make him stop. And now he's he he played final in in this week. Very good results uh, for William. That is pushing closer and closer to top hundred. Uh, he also did semi final in doubles in the same week. Then one uh, Danish girl that is just riding on the waves. We can say. Uh, she took the Danish championship last week for the pros or for the adults in the women's category. And this week she went to Malta to play at J60, uh, where she won the single event and was in the final in the doubles event. And it is Mille Merck from Hersom Wongso Tennis Club and Leslie uh, player. And I think it's also Mille's first J60 title. She's been in final before in, in J J30, but never been uh, lifting the trophy. So very impressive two weeks of Mille. And I think there was a lot of people in Denmark maybe doubting that she was not playing the National Junior on the 18 event, um, where she was also one of the favorites. And then she took to uh, went to Malta instead. And I think she came with the right uh, response by winning the tournament. Then we have also on the boys' side in J60 in Winterhoek in Nambia, Lucas Andersson from Sweden made semifinals in singles. And in doubles, we had Avedal and Tauson in boys' double. So not so many results this week, we can say. But as mentioned before, it's there's two reasons. Of course, the national championship for juniors and the upcoming Billie Jean uh, Cup. But we hope that uh, more juniors will compete here after Easter, after they played the national uh, championship and they have maybe a, a gap between uh, their indoor season and the outdoor season, and they can uh, go out uh, and, and travel a, a bit more, uh, maybe. And then we will follow up on the on the Bill Jean next week, of course, and hopefully also we will have Linus back. I don't know, maybe the Easter Bunny have aided him on his trip, but I hope he will be back. So, um, yeah, that was all for today, and uh, have a great Easter, everybody. And uh, that's it for this week and hope you are having a great Easter and uh, talk to you very, 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 very soon again.